Welcome to the Pubway Podcast. Each episode will showcase a conversation with a leader from the publishing world. If you're working at a publisher, a DSP or SSP, or you're just curious about the media industry and want to sit down and pick the brains of the experts from within the publishing space, then this is the show for you. Hi, and welcome to the Pubway Podcast. My name is Tina Yannikino. And I'm Mike Dielowos. In today's episode, we are going to talk about sustainability as a very polarizing topic right now, I feel like, but throughout the media ecosystem. And it's my pleasure to introduce Eric Shee from Sadara. Hi, Eric. How are you today? Hey, Tina. Hey, Mike. It's great to, to be on uh, the, the show today. Absolutely. We're happy to have you. Eric, so I think um, before kicking things off, it'd be great to have, really just have you walk through, you know, what your role is at Sadara and, and what Sadara is for that matter. And then we'll dive into kind of some questions and, and dive into your expertise. Sounds good. Uh, I'm Eric Shee. I'm the chief operating officer at Sadara. So Sadara was a company that was founded back at the end of 2021. The co-founders, uh, including myself, we all, all come from the media industry. Historically, actually, we all came from Teats uh, in the ad tech space. We all left uh, Teeds and we all really had this passion, right, to, to try to make an impact um, in sustainability and environment uh, through technology. So we sort of came together, or the founders came together with the idea, and then obviously I joined on later, is, is really bringing to life this carbon intelligence platform that we brought to market. Now, we brought this platform to market really to solve challenges across many different industries. We were obviously focused on the media and advertising industry as our, our sort of first core focus. Of course, we came from the industry with many years of experience, but we wanted to find a way, obviously, to to meet a challenge that was already bubbling up in in our space. Right, sustainability is, as you mentioned, Tina at the top is is this topic that is is really surfaced uh, heavily in the last, I would say, eighteen to twenty four months. Uh, so we brought this platform to market to really. Uh, really accomplished the mission of mapping carbon emissions across the media industry and ultimately provide actionable intelligence to brands as well as everyone else in the, the media supply chain to reach net zero, right? There's this target that uh, the organization at net zero has set of how do we get to uh, net zero in the advertising industry by, by 2030. And that's what our platform is really designed to support. Love it. And I guess for our listeners, uh, we have, I'm actually an ex-coworker of Eric from back in the day where um, he was leading publisher development, uh, at, obviously at Teeds. But um, being that you're so familiar with publisher development and obviously now with um, sustainability, how do you see that playing into a publisher strategy in the future? And I guess why is it so important to consider this now more than ever? That's a great question, Mike. And, and uh, actually... It, it really aligns well with my, sort of my past experience, right? Working with publishers. Now, if we talk about the sustainability space, it's really key that uh, for publishers to be involved, right? To, for, this, for the industry to reach this target of getting to net zero by 2030. Not only does it take sort of widespread collaboration across everyone in the ecosystem, from all the way from brands down to the vendors, down obviously publishers, uh, but the, the reason why publishers are so important is if you just think about how the media supply chain operates, particularly like in digital advertising. So first, I'm going to start with a little bit of primer, right, on uh, some terminology I'm going to use from a climate perspective. 
So carbon emissions are categorized into scopes. So there are this concept of scope one, two, and three, which actually comes from the greenhouse gas protocol, which is this global framework for measuring emissions. So you might have heard the term scope three quite a bit, whether it's uh, from other companies or, but this is actually an industry term, right? So scope one emissions are, you know, emissions arising from any direct energy use as a company. So a great example there would be like a coal powered factory. Uh, not really you know, applicable to the, the advertising industry. So it's very minimal scope one emissions. Now, scope two emissions would be any energy you purchase, right? Indirect energy usage from purchases. So that would be electricity you buy for your offices. Clearly that's relevant, but again, it's, it's not this, the, the biggest contributor of emissions for companies in our space. The biggest contributor of emissions for companies in our space is what we call scope three emissions. Now, scope three emissions come from uh, everyone that you work with in your value chain or your supply chain. So think about all the suppliers that you work with. Now, typically companies in our space, whether you're a brand or they're an agency or even you know at a publisher level, your emissions will come from scope three. Now, what that means from a supply chain perspective, you think about the media supply chain. The, the top of the supply chain is brands, and then they're investing in media agencies who then invest in ad platforms. And then ultimately the do dollars trickle down to publishers right at the bottom of the supply chain. Now, each rung in that supply chain represents the scope three emissions for the companies above above them in that in the supply chain. So ultimately for you as a company, you need to, to get to net zero, right? You need to reduce all your emissions across all the scopes. Now, if publishers are part of your scope three emissions, you know, ultimately publishers need to find a way to reduce their emissions to ultimately impact everyone else in the supply chain, right? Um, so, we know from working, you know, with dozens of uh, digital ad platforms at Sedara now, measuring their businesses, publishers represent the vast majority of emissions, and this is likely to be the case with like SeaTac, for example. Um, so that's why it's super critical that publishers are involved, uh, that they work with, you know, sustainability solutions. Uh, really, they're they're the key, right, to get everyone uh, towards this this target of of twenty thirty net zero. Um, why is this important? Like right now. I mean, the challenge we have is there are thousands of publishers, as you know, in our ecosystem. Uh, each one of them, or a good majority of them, will need to find a way to measure their emissions and really transparently pass that information back up to media buyers. Um, so once we have that information, then everyone can start working together to take action and reduce. Uh, the challenge is, you know, we're 2023 now, 2030 is seven years away. It, it'll, it'll come in a blink of an eye, and this is not an overnight process in terms of measuring emissions and taking action. So it really is critical that everyone sort of comes to the table now and, and works together. Yeah. I mean, you have the nail on the head. 2030 feels very, very close. And having that as a goalpost is a bit scary. Um, and I think also with SPL in mind, another very popular terminology in our industry, um, a data point that I found out recently, and you can correct me on the exact percentage, but the aviation industry makes up, I think, 2% of the total carbon footprint our media industry makes up 2.05%. So the fact that our industry is bigger than aviation when it comes to carbon footprint, that was mind boggling. <laughs> like that is a crazy, scary statistic <laughs> that we are That's right. responsible for. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime you're in the multiple percentage points, I think it's a scary thought, right? For global emissions. 
you know, just like in comparison to plants, like that's the weight literally is crazy. Um, and speaking of the weight, I would love to kind of talk about the heaviest points, I guess, in a publisher's typical supply chain. If there's constant factors that you've seen throughout your work with Sidara that keep coming up to head or are there unique circumstances, we'd just love to learn more about that. Sure. So, you know, I think we'll talk about publishers from a digital perspective, right? Because there are publishers that have omni-channel um, uh, presences for advertising, whether it's print or, or other channels. Um, in the digital space, it, it's quite unique, right? Digital, there's energy usage, as you described, uh, in our industry from the different servers and technologies that are, that are in place in our industry. And of course, we have programmatic, which is a big driver of, of digital advertising. Now, if we look at a, a publisher level, uh, I think we're starting to see, obviously, there's, there's more of an impact from programmatic, uh, particularly when you talk about uh, header bidding, which you know sort of ties into the, the SPO discussion that, that everyone's having, right? So header bidding is really omnipresent now at publishers. Uh, many of them are using uh, client-side wrappers on their, on their sites, uh, like Prebid, for example. Um, the challenge we have here is that you know, that wrapper is on your website. The more bidders you plug in or the more bid requests you use uh, or in that wrapper or generated in that wrapper, the more you know data you're using in your web browser when you visit that website. And ultimately, the more data you use in your web browser, the more energy you're using in your user device, whether it's your mobile phone or your laptop computer, et cetera. Now, the challenge you know, publishers face when they use header bidding and, and this type of implementation is, one, they could have lots of bidders, uh, which ultimately generate lots of bid, uh, bid requests. And if you're not really, you know, yielding anything from those bid requests, that's considered waste, right? So, um, hopefully publishers will choose obviously the higher yielding, uh, platforms like yourselves, uh, or others that, that will generate obviously return for them. But we see a lot of, uh, cases where that's not the case, right? And the, the extreme example that, that people talk about today are these made-for-advertising sites, which you know are typically clickbaity content? Uh, they generate a lot of traffic, but uh, performance is not great. So what happens is they generate a lot of traffic, a lot of bid requests, but the conversion is is very low, and, and not a lot of that traffic turns into uh, campaign delivery, if you will, due to poor performance. So in that case, there is a lot of energy usage and happening at these sites where you know maybe they're not that efficient for advertising, right? So. Um, that, that's one of the big points that, that we see, less so from like an ad server that a publisher uses. Typically, a publisher uses like Google Ad Manager. Google is quite efficient from carbon perspective because they switched a lot of their tech over to renewable energy. Uh, so it's, it's some of the other things that and publishers control um, that to, to really pay attention to. And of course, if you talk about offline channels, there's things like paper usage and print and the need to use recycled paper and transportation of that paper, like switching to electric vehicles versus like gas powered vehicles, like those all come into to play for publishers. But I think in the digital space, yeah, there's programmatic is, is, uh, is the area to watch out for. With the MFA sites in mind, and it's funny to bring them up because I've worked at companies in the past where we would knowingly work with MFA partners, um, but we would label the revenue as high risk. You know, it's revenue that we know could leave at any point, and we would probably block them from our premium dollars. You know, we would just 
give Google ad X or whatever it was. And we'd follow the volatility of it, the ebbs and flows and however they're doing their arbitrage and things of that nature. Um, but knowingly that it was probably going to be turned off at one point because it's just a content farm at the end of the day. But the point of that being publishers are not in control of, I think it's like 70% of their revenue at this point. So when you have those opportunities to grab additional dollars, it's, it's hard to have kind of that moral code at the same time of we shouldn't be working with partners like this, but money's money and we still have bills to pay and we're still running business. So <laughs> I think it's a very polarizing conversation in itself. If you put carbon aside, right, there's a, there's the impact for uh, your site, right? Your, your site load time will, will drastically slow down. The more bidders you add to try to get that extra dollar. So there's a trade-off, right, that the publishers need to evaluate. It's in the same vein of uh, morality and, <laughs> and being transparent. Um, Eric, my question is, as, as you're navigating through solutions, and I think it's no surprise advertising has been known for um, some bad actors every now and again. Um, how, I mean, sustainability, while it is a hot topic and a polarizing one, the question is, how do you go about navigating these challenges, understanding what is the right solution, if it is a solution at all? Um, because like, again, sometimes people will go to market with something, give a, a, an arbitrary score on what is net zero or what is sustainable, but in reality, it, it isn't at all. So I, I think it'd be interesting to see if you were on the other side, navigating and looking at, you know, trying to get to that net zero point, what does that look like uh, from ground zero through to onboarding and actually throughput? Sure. So the the challenge for for publishers really today is that I, I think a small fraction of them have even thought about sustainability or even taking that first step, right, of understanding what their emissions look like or measuring their emissions. Um, so the bigger problem we have today is that in the vacuum of not having you know transparent information for publishers, industry sort of has moved ahead of publishers, right? is really trying to take the first steps and estimate emissions from publishers based on, you know, publicly available information that some, sometimes is not the most accurate, that things like uh, taking information from public sustainability reports or looking at a publisher's ads.txt file or some other third-party data about publishers. You know, this was really done, I think, in a bit of haste that the industry wants to make an impact, right, to try to measure and reduce emissions from campaigns that they're running. Uh, across publishers. Um, the challenge we have as an industry, though, is that without getting actual data from publishers, um, as we were talking about earlier, as a company, you can't reach net zero without that data from publishers. Because how would you understand if a publisher is already taking steps to reduce their emissions, let's say they switch you know, all their energy uses to green energy, uh, without actually working with the publishers and talking to them? So at the end of the day, you're just making guesstimates, which is great. And I like to call this like V1 of me to sustainability, which is, which was a great first step. But now we're in V2, right? We're trying to push forward V2, which is how do you get actual data from publishers? And really that's the data that's going to make the impact long-term. But the challenge for, for publishers, that publishers have faced is that if they don't work with a, a sustainability solution of some sort, they start to get graded by third parties, right? Without their you know, be working with these companies without their consultation. And ultimately there's the risk that publishers get penalized just like they are, you know, historically from other measurement vendors, uh, you know, measuring brand safety or viewability. Like you, there's just some things that are graded and out of the publisher's control. Uh, so it really is, uh, it's critical for publishers to think about how do I take 
back control of, the, of this narrative? How do I start measuring my emissions um, and really start being proactive and sharing this emissions data uh, transparently to media buyers so they're not penalized by some third parties? Yeah, absolutely. And I think you touched on an interesting point with the guesstimate and the massive amount of data that we can actualize. And I think it's overwhelming for a lot of publishers. So when they're looking at their systems and their workflows and with the sustainability lens, what would be your suggestions or recommendations for how publishers can both thoughtfully and intentionally curate all of this data in a meaningful way to actually drive a positive change? Sure. Um... And as we, you know, as we sort of look at the landscape uh, and how we approach the market from our own company and our own technology, um, you know, if you look at the publisher landscape, there we're talking about hundreds, if not thousands, of publishers in the industry. Uh, most are not large in size. They don't have, you know, big teams. They don't have sustainability teams. They don't have resources to maybe even hire, you know, consultants to try to to map their emissions, for example. Uh, so what do you do then? So this is, uh, you know, selfishly, we'll promote our solution a little bit, but we think this is the right approach. <laughs> so we we think software, technology, and automation are the key, right, to really scale, help publishers scale, you know, sustainability. So what that means is, you know, there are all these different disparate data points, but most of the data points come from a carbon accounting perspective. They come from a companies like Spend Data, which typically sits in accounting platforms. Or activity data for for a digital publisher, it sits in your ad platforms, right? Your ad server, maybe your your digital cloud platform. Now, all these platforms, there's the ability to either, you know, integrate with them through APIs or take automated reporting out of them. If you could automate this process of sending data out to whatever sustainability solution you're using, that really takes a lot of the heavy lifting away, right? So, use technology as your edge. Uh, to calculate your emissions, uh, don't rely obviously on you know your human resources. Rely on tech and, and to simplify the process. Eric, this is a, a bit of a I mean silly question on my end, but um, given that we have the IAB for general advertising, um, do you see kind of in, and maybe a, a data index that's correlated with sustainability being built in the near future? If there was one already, that could be helpful just to I think ed ed just educate our, our our audience as well. But like. Is that going to be a thing in the future? Is it a credit thing now? I think it, it is something that it will be in the near future. Um, there are many discussions, not only IAB, but other uh, industry organizations, uh, about one, obviously, a, a measurement framework, or at least a standard framework for how the industry should consider uh, carbon footprint or carbon emissions across the, the supply chain. So specifically, the IAB Tech Lab, there's the Green Initiative, which we're part of, which is trying to set a measurement framework for programmatic, right? Uh, illustrating best practices to reduce emissions in the programmatic supply chain. Now, taking a step higher, there's organizations like Adnet Zero and then GARM, which is part of WFA. That's really trying to think about, okay, how do we actually reduce emissions and measure emissions across everything? Not just programmatic, but different channels, uh, in operations for businesses. So all of this is sort of in, in the works, and I think you'll start seeing some of the output. Some of it came out in Cannes already, but more output from these organizations uh, later this year and it's next year. Do you think, I think, in the future with queries per second, impressions, and uniques, generally as a, a main marker uh, for a website or a publisher, um, do you think there's a, a future for kind of a 
a data exposure of this is how much data we ingest or have um, as a publisher or an entity and then exposing that to advertisers and brands in the future to give them an insight of what they're processing every month and what, how the processing power is being sustainable. Is that going to be also an option? So I think it, it will be an option, but I don't think it will be the focus, right? That that's uh, It might be a little bit of data overload to, to provide. These are inputs, right? These are inputs to calculate emissions. Um, and what is you know, ultimately being worked on and standardized is what are the inputs needed to calculate emissions in this specific case programmatic? And then there will be an output, right? What the emissions look like after you consider all the bid requests and and the impressions across different devices, et cetera. Uh, you take all those factors in, and, and, and then ultimately there's an output. And that output is what will be provided, uh, you know, industry-wide to, to buyers at the end of the day and brands uh, so they can understand um, the carbon impact. I think uh, data overload is the last thing we need, and a lot of this is very technical where most people won't understand. So really trying to simplify it down into, uh, you know, certain units of measurement that, that makes sense for the industry. And you touched upon it before with, we need tech to help us. So I think obviously AI is such a hot topic this year, not to be self-serving for C-Tech either. We have a proprietary <laughs> contextual AI, which is very like timely for the industry. But all that being said, I think when it comes to the data that you're ingesting and the control that humans have on that, at least from the forefront, but using data in a thoughtful way in leveraging AI, how can publishers use it to help their sustainability goals? How can they thoughtfully leverage AI in their ecosystems, their workflows? It's a bit of a broad question, but I would love your feedback. Yeah, sure. Uh, you know, of course, AI is, is the, the hot topic du jour, but AI has been around for, at least in the ad tech space, for a few years now, when you think about it, including at CTAG, including at Teats. Uh, but publishers, I think this is a great opportunity for them to, to use this new technology and create efficiencies ultimately we don't think it's it, it can be a threat but i think it's an opportunity for for publishers where they could use ai to like more efficiently create content for example so instead of you know using lots of human resources again to, to curate images or videos for their editorial content maybe you could use some ai tool and ultimately when you save time you're going to ultimately save you know cut costs and and save money at the end of the day uh, on the ad tech side and the monetization side, there's definitely obviously opportunities to improve your monetization with AI, like you said, better targeting, but even maybe better creatives like dynamic creative optimization. DCO has been around for a while. That is essentially a form of AI. Now, the the challenge I think publishers and the industry will face with AI is that uh, it, there's an impact, right? There's a cost to it. Um, it's, it's more energy usage, more tech. And so there is an environmental impact to think about. I think we're very early days to think about what that means from a carbon measurement perspective. We're already starting to see some some stats from like researchers are saying like generative AI could be larger, a larger carbon footprint than crypto mining, which is pretty big. Crypto mining was a, a big impact. Uh, and then there's another stat I just saw recently. It was like, you know, if you think about a, a search query in Google, well, a generative AI query, when you're typing something in, in ChatGPT, for example, it's four to five times more carbon output than a, a search query. So I think these are things that the, the industry, publishers uh, will have to look at, but the industry as a whole needs to consider. And I think there's just the broader existential question, right? It's like, do you want machines replacing humans? Uh, I'm not sure that's the direction we want to go in. 
Yeah, I was talking about this already like multiple times this week. I don't know why it's my main personality this week, but that's just every week. That's just, yeah, we don't really know. Um, but I think that's a great segue into kind of some closing thoughts here on top of the AI singularity. Coming up to 2024, we still have however many months to go whenever our listeners tune into this, um, or maybe we're in the future, who knows at this point. But for early 2024, I would love to hear kind of some predictions, especially through the sustainability lens that we've kind of been uh, doing this entire conversation. I would love to hear what's exciting to you, what's on the horizon, innovations that you guys might be playing with, no pressure to tease products that are out yet, but any context there, would love to hear. Sure. So, you know, I, I think uh, my my prediction, and I think this will come true for sure, is that the year of 20, uh, in 2024, it will be the year of sustainability uh, in media, right? Just like we used to say, there was a year of mobile. Every year is the year of mobile. Uh, that we, fortunately, that's gone. But now every year now, from at least from now until 2030, will be the year of sustainability. Because what happens is that every year that passes, the more pressure there will be for all the companies in our supply chains and our ecosystem to start thinking about how we're going to meet this net zero target. And that net that 2030 year is it's not just a number that was made up. That's like uh, you know the Paris Agreement. There's global uh, you know agreement to try to limit um, uh, you know the global warming right by a certain amount of degrees uh, by and limit that by a certain year right 2030 2050. These are big milestone years. So this will have a trickle-down effect on all companies, um, and we're going to start to see it later this year into next year. Um, you know, you'll start to see more publishers, as as I've sort of mentioned, leaning in and measuring their emissions. Uh, I mean, we're starting to work with many publishers now, and you'll start to see more announcements uh, that throughout throughout the course of the year. Uh, and I'm sure there will be there will be more even outside of, of work, those working with us. So. Um, what you'll see is more and more companies measuring. That's the first step. You can't do anything until you have data. And then over the year, next year and coming years, that's the time to take action. Once you have the data, then you can understand what impact can I make? Where can I reduce emissions and, and optimize? Yes. Well, for me, a quick question is along the lines of where can we learn more about this, right? Um, myself as a novice, I won't speak for, for Tina, um, but you know, coming in, uh, a, a big green in, in what around the years. Um, I mean, CTAG is in the same boat, and we're looking to obviously be net zero as well. Are there any resources that you'd recommend, um, whether it be Sidara or another partner, uh, to really learn where to uh, to kind of advance ourselves? Yeah, it, there's a, fortunately there's a growing like database of resources out there, and the 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 great thing is that our industry is starting to produce a lot of these materials, so. Uh, I would point to for you and anyone and listening in is 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 really start looking at Ad Net Zero, right? This organization's been around for a couple of years now. Uh, there will be there's already some like research and and overviews of media sustainability on the Ad Net Zero website that you could take a look at. There will be more published uh, fairly soon. Just uh, you know, as, as a preview, BBs, we're a big supporter of Ad Net Zero. We know we're working on a lot of these things now. Um, even the IB, the IB has. Um, sustainability initiatives, both in the, the U.S. and in Europe. So IB Europe just came out recently with um, a sustainability guide for companies in the space. Uh, so there's there's definitely the materials there. You just, just got to look for it. Um, so I, I, as a starting point, definitely lean into the the organizations that we already have in our industry. There's, there's a lot of good knowledge that's coming out of it. Awesome. 
Yeah, and I, I think um, this is, first of all, this has been wonderful chatting with you. Um, with the year of sustainability in mind for 2024, all I can say is I really, really hope there's not 30 conversations about sustainability on mega yachts. Not gonna, <laughs> not gonna point fingers, um, but can this year the irony was not lost on me about the conference. I mean, it had to happen, but it's a little. <laughs> yeah, so I appreciate that that SeaTag did not have a mega yacht and host one of these conversations for sure. There's uh, obviously uh, that's a bit of a challenge to to get past if you're if you're a sustainability <laughs> proponent. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Eric. This has been fun. Uh, hopefully, we'll continue to have these conversations online and offline. Yep. Well, always good, always good seeing you, and uh, hope we cross paths again soon, man. Absolutely. Pleasure speaking to you both.